Welcome back to the Bible Reading Podcast. I am your host, Brianna Shelnut, and I am joined by the amazing, by the lovely, by the incredible best friend in the world, <laughs> Nessica. Yes. <laughs> and today we also have a very super awesome guest, too. I am so excited about this guest, you guys. Like, yes. I'm really pumped. He comes highly recommended, highly, highly regarded. We are really excited to be joined by the awesome Ryan Powell. Woo-hoo. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing well. <laughs> Greetings, believers. Hope everybody's doing well today. Oh, yeah. Yes. Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how old you are. Yeah. Do you love Jesus? Why do you think we asked you to be on the show? Do you live on the street? Is that where we found you? We just want to know who you are. (laughs) Tell our listeners. Yeah, I'm 25 years old, uh, and uh, I've been coming to Believer's Church for about three years now, and I got saved uh, toward the end of my being 21 years old, uh, mm-hmm. right before everything really started shutting down due to COVID. Mm-hmm. And right. so uh, just quickly realized that I didn't real know all that I thought that I knew about the world and uh, was dismissing the Bible for so long without even giving it a real chance. Started reading the Bible just to see how credible it was, really trying to stump it. And it stumped me mm-hmm. every time that I tried. Ooh, so good. Uh, yeah. Just my whole life, very logic and fact-driven person and had just heard so many... Uh, false rumors about the Bible had kept me from it, but as soon as I started reading it, it was more true than anything I had ever looked at before or read before. Just the way that it was written, I could tell it was written by people who were passionate and willing to die to preserve what they knew. And so I was trying to figure out how can I be like those people and tried to get into a church and was treated kind of harshly by a couple of the churches that I got into just because how I looked, how I dressed came to believers and was treated like family immediately. Uh, Felt like the Holy Spirit embraced me, as cheesy as that sounds. Uh, Miss Ann prayed for me, uh, (laughs) was praying some really cool things. Anybody who knows Miss Ann knows that'll keep you around. Shout out Uh, to Miss Ann. (laughs) Yeah, Miss Ann is amazing. If you're listening to Miss Ann, we love you. But uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing now. I I work in IT, but really I'm just trying to be open-minded to whatever the Lord needs me to do. Computers isn't his work. People are his work. But I help people in my job and and just trying to be receptive for what he needs us to do next. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Well, thank you for joining us. We are so excited to have yes. you. Um, me you. and Esther were talking, and we decided we need to get a man on here. We, we <laughs> really had a lot of fun with Miss Jennifer last week, but that was that was easy for us. We yeah. need we need new perspectives. We, yes. need, we need all the things. Yes. <laughs> so we're really excited that you're joining us. We know that you have an amazing topic for us today. We're yes. talking about God, salvation, um, what it means to be saved versus having the law it's gonna be amazing we're Mm -hmm. really excited for this episode but before we get into all of that how was y'all's week yeah well we've obviously we missed last week yes we did so we really worked hard to try to make this episode awesome yes Uh, another reason why we had ryan come on so thank you listeners for sticking it through yes um i had a fall with my baby and she broke her femur yes so just all of that going on she's okay now Yes, yes, she's okay. <laughs> um, she's adjusting. She has a spike of cast, which goes up to her 
armpits pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cute. Yes. So just all of that, I wasn't really even thinking of the Bible reading project. Yes. And I'm, Brianna was with us along the way and was just Sorry. like, let's just not do it this yes. week. Like, I don't even want to do a little video. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was definitely a hard week because nobody wants to see their baby in the hospital. So we, we just kind of right. took a break. But thank you guys for being so patient with us. Yes. We know that we're still kind of getting going with everything. So we are eternally grateful that you guys stick it out with us. We really appreciate it. Um, Just keep Arwen in your prayers for speedy healing. We only Mm -hmm. got, what, 17 more days until the cast comes off, so we're really excited. But um, on the flip side, I I had an okay week, I feel like. It was nothing really eventful happened. Um, Just, you know, living life with an almost two-year-old. Just all the things you can imagine with that. (laughs) What about you, Ryan? (laughs) You know, to couple what you said, really nothing... Uh, super eventful, but just trying to be appreciative for the uneventful days, you know, where hmm. nothing crazy, nothing bad is happening. It's yeah. easy to gloss over them, but thank yeah. you, Lord, for the, the neutral and yes. average days. You're right. That's good. That is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I will think about that one when I go home. Yes. Something absolutely. I've been thinking about more lately. Yeah. Be grateful for the neutral. You're right. For the uneventful. Yes. Whew, that'll preach. All righty. On that note, let's get into it. I'm yes. excited. Me like, too. I'm really excited for this one, y'all. All righty. We are starting in Romans chapter 3, verse 9, correct? Yep. All righty, Ryan. You want to take it away? Yeah. So, uh, Romans, fantastic book. If you haven't recently read Romans, even if you've read it in the past, just read it again. It's mm-hmm. so great. It's so rich. Every line, Paul is just pouring his heart on, heart out on how we can have a closer relationship with God. I love it. Yep. Um, but jumping right into it, we're in the NLT at verse 9. Well then, should we conclude that Jews are better than others? No, not at all, for we have already shown that all people, whether Jews or Gentiles, are under the power of sin. As the scriptures say, no one is righteous, not even one. No one is truly wise. No one is seeking God. All have turned away. All have become useless. No one does good, not a single one. Their talk is foul, like stench from an open grave. Their tongues are filled with lies. Snake venom drips from their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. They rush to commit murder. Destruction and misery always follows them. They don't know where to find peace. They have no fear of God at all. And now this is where it it really picks up. And what I really want to talk about today is Paul explains the purpose of the law Mm -hmm. as compared to our salvation through Jesus Christ. I think a lot of people get the topic really confused when we're saved. Do we follow the law? Do we not follow the law? Mm-hmm. What do we as Christians, as Gentiles, do with the law in comparison to the Israelites? And a lot of times people will give you their own answer. They'll say, well, we're Gentiles. We're not required to follow the law. Or they'll say, we are required to follow the law. Following the law is salvation. But I think Paul summarizes it really the best here in Romans 3. And again, I recommend reading the rest of Romans to, mm-hmm. to yes. really hash all of it out because it's a lot to put into just a few phrases. But he says here in verse 19, obviously the law applies to those to whom it was given, talking about the Jews, for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. Now that's really important. Paul says here, what the purpose of the law is, is to show that the world is guilty. Mm. That 
I just think that's really kind of contrary to the way that we look oh, yeah. at it. We, we try to accomplish the law to show our justification, mm-hmm. to show that we're better believers. But Paul is saying the direct opposite. Yep. And here in verse 20, he says, For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. Wow. Yeah. And I love the way that he writes that because it takes all of the confusion out the window. The The law isn't the way that we are saved. It's God's standard yes. that we compare ourselves to. And we just have such a good habit as people of looking at one sin in our life where we're falling short and saying, God, I, I'm not fulfilling your law. And I think a lot of people really worry about their salvation at that point. Mm-hmm. Pastor Mark had a great sermon today on uh, repeated sin. If you're repeatedly participating in sin, uh, are you truly saved? And that's a different conversation in itself. Yeah. But for someone who is truly saved, truly loves the Lord Jesus Christ, but fails to fulfill the law and thinks that that keeps them from the Lord, is discounting the blood of Christ. Hmm. Uh, because if any of us could fulfill the law, we wouldn't have needed Jesus. Right. If, if he simply could have told us through his word, follow the law, and you will be made righteous, there would be no reason for Jesus to bleed, be flogged, be crushed mm-hmm. uh, for us. Right. And right. I, I really like that uh, Paul goes even further to elaborate on that yes. in verse 21 saying, but now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes no matter who we are. I think a lot of times it, it can be so, that word faith is so packed full. I, I'd like to hear what you guys think about faith. You know, if I say the word faith, and if you had to explain that to someone, what is Paul saying here? If I have faith in Jesus Christ, what do you think? Well, it's the just believing without seeing and, that, and everything, you know, that goes along with that because you have to have faith first. Because it's kind of like, if you don't have faith initially, you don't really have a revelation of what Jesus has done for you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if you're just following a law initially, you're religious. You're like the Pharisees. You're just right. doing the things because you're, it's required of you. And then when you have the revelation of Jesus and you realize that he did die for you and that you, he died because we can't measure up, but also because he loved you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, it's twofold. He loved you so much that he died. But he, you, he also knew you could not fulfill that. Right. And I think it's, it gets confusing because there's people who are like, that truth is so messed up because you're just telling everyone, you're a terrible person, right. you can never be right, you know. <laughs> right. And it's not necessarily that. Your mindset has to change. God is holy. Right. He can have no sin. He cannot right. be Right, he's set with, apart. Yeah. It's not that I'm so terrible. It's that he's so holy. Amen. Yeah. That's and good. so he had to die because of that. And so when I don't have that revelation, then I'm not living with faith because I'm just doing the works. But then I can't do enough works. I have to have faith because that's the only thing that saves me. Right. But like you were saying with, well, if I have faith, um, why do I have to keep the law? Why do I have to do those things? Um, and that's a balance of grace. So, like, it's just like all these things that are mixed into one. Is I think it's a mentality 
that I'm not going to abuse this grace. Mm-hmm. Right. He loved me so much. I can't do it. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, I think it's sometimes, I think sometimes it does get confusing, especially if you've been in the game for a long time. Like, right. mm-hmm. like I, I'm intensely curious as to where you kind of came from because I was raised in church. Like I, I was reading the Bible ever since I was five. Like I, I knew the word, I knew Jesus intimately, but oftentimes when I got older, I'd run into people who were more intellectual and they were kind of like, Oh, well people are inherently good or people inherently don't need God to be moral, to have morals, to have morality, to do good things. And so oftentimes growing up, there was this kind of like tug of war of where, okay, I know what the Bible says. I know the Bible says that I'm sinful and that everyone has sinned and that everyone's born to sin. You don't need to teach my two-year-old how to lie. Like you don't need to (laughs) teach her that. She'll know, you know, like you don't need to, you know, nobody has to teach you to do bad things. You just inherently do. And I love that Romans details that, that their feet were quick to murder. They're like detailing in all the ways that humanity just falls short. And so growing up, it was taught to me at church that, okay, well, all have sinned and fallen short, but when God looks at you, God just sees Jesus. Do you have the faith to believe that Jesus did die for you, covered all those sins, and that it's already been paid for. Are you living in the faith that says that I am forgiven, I am loved, and I am a child of God? Do you live that out? I feel like there's this separation for Christians. Some people do live in that. Some people do live and say, I am redeemed, I am loved, I am a child of God, I am. I have been forgiven, and they walk that out. They know that, and they're able to not only internalize that, but also verbalize it to other people and other believers and other Christians. But then there's right. the opposite, where Christians think that their entire life is meant to be spent grappling with their sin nature, grappling with the devil, when Jesus has already taken care of it. He's already paid the price. He's already defeated the serpent under his foot. So which one is it? (laughs) Which one is the more fulfilling life? I do think that many times Christians believe that, oh, in heaven, I'll be blessed. <laughs> My life isn't worth living on this planet. They're, they're but waiting, once, yeah, they're, they're waiting to die. They're waiting to die. When Jesus calls us to live, yeah. Jesus calls us to live life to the fullest here, and live through that faith and live in that grace. Right. Like he, he doesn't call us to be preoccupied with sin. Now, that's not to say that we can do whatever we want. As Paul does write, everything's permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Like, you you do have free will. You do have that choice. However, because within that choice and because we have a God that loves us so much and a Heavenly Father that loves us so much to discipline us, sin is not without consequence. If you are going to sin, if you are going to live this life, if you are going to give in to temptation and do all those things, sin does have a consequence, but that does not negate you from the blessings of God Mm -hmm. and from the faith that has saved you. Like, it's not one or the other. It's both. It's yes and. It's all the things, you know, you, you get all of it. So what I'm interested to hear from you, Ryan, is did you believe that before you got saved that, oh, well, if I just tell people because you're not allowed to murder, you know, that's a very common law in most places. You cannot murder. If you murder someone, you either get the death penalty or you get put away for the rest of your life. So do you think that the law 
causes people to be moral? Do you think that the law is what causes people to be moral? Or do you think that we do need a heavenly savior? Or did you think that we did need a higher, as people would say, quote unquote, higher power, or we, we kind of need religion to kind of usher that in? Well, uh, a couple quick questions there. I'll try to unpack them both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah go, go for it. I'll, I'll say though first that we do, def- we need the law because without the law, as Paul will say in Romans, we mm-hmm. wouldn't know better. Yeah. I wouldn't know what coveting was if the Lord didn't tell me not to covet. Mm. Because the law is just the Lord warning us about negative human behavior that we don't realize lies dormant in us. It's not that God's trying to control us. He's trying to protect us. Mm-hmm. In the same way you have rules for your kids because you want to protect them, not because you want to control everything that they do. Yes. And God is perfectly loving. So mm-hmm. his laws are especially for love and protection as opposed to some sort of control ego trip that right, some, right. a lot of people think God is on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I believed in the law mm-hmm. be, uh, prior to being a believer, but I believed in the law that society creates. And, uh, you know, almost all societies will agree on things like murder is wrong, rape is wrong. Right. Um, and will have a consequence for it. But what I didn't realize is that my beliefs, the law that I believed in was subjective and as I got older and I started to see the corruption in the American legal system, yeah. I stopped believing in the law entirely because I realized that the people who were creating the law were uh, creating it with their own advantage in mind. Yeah, just to, and the people creating the law were just as sinful, just right, as crooked, exactly. just as like there's so much comfort in knowing that God is absolute truth, right. that God is absolutely the way, the truth and the life. Yes. And that in him, he is perfect in all right. his ways. Like we can't, I, I, I love saying this. We can't outdo God. We right. can't out love him. We can't out truth him. We can't out anything him because he's God. And I feel like Christians really struggle with that. Yeah. They really struggle with, okay, I know that it's it's not as loving to say that LGBTQ people can't marry or can't, you know, fornicate, right. whatever. I, but God says, God's word says it isn't. So which one is it? Like, which one should I choose? Should I do what society says and, right. you know, think that whatever they say is loving is loving? Or should I rely on God's word? What God's word says is loving and right and true. And I feel like a lot of Christians get stuck in the middle because the law says one thing and God says one thing, but society and, um, you know, Christianity even sometimes says another. And we might right. want to go different ways instead of really relying on the truth that God has placed in our lives. Right. And uh, it's you have to think about all the people who have died in order to preserve this information mm-hmm. to bring it to us, you know, in the year 2023, Torah written 3,500 years ago, it's no coincidence that God's law would still be preserved among all of these legal systems that have been passed down through the generations, different nations who have different laws. We still have access to God's law. Uh, And I just personally don't believe that that's for any random reason. I think (laughs) it's because God has acted on us in order for us all to receive his law uh, and be able to to share it among ourselves. Paul will say that the, God's law is written in our hearts, and the, we know when we're doing wrong, but we get so used to doing wrong that it doesn't even feel wrong anymore. Right, you get desensitized. Like, uh, I remember being a kid and discovering pornography. Mm. The first time I discovered pornography, I was terrified. Wow. My heart was beating, <laughs> hands were sweaty. I didn't even know what I was looking at. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, I, I knew inside of me that it that was, was wrong. Yeah, yeah. 
after you do it a thousand times, you don't think about it anymore. Right. You just think like, oh yeah, I'm excited. Right. This right. is this is invigorating for right, me. Right. And it's the same with any sin. When you're a kid and you lie, you're nervous. But eventually yeah. you get good at it. Yeah. <laughs> you get really good at your sin get and it no it. longer makes you feel uncomfortable anymore because mm-hmm. you're experienced in it. Yeah. And I, I think I love the sermon Pastor Mark uh, preached today. We can get comfortable in sin and not even realize it. Uh the reason I asked you guys what you think faith is is because I think oftentimes that we take away the obedience aspect from faith. You know, yes. of course, of course, we know God is real. Of course, we know Him through His Word. But so do demons. Yeah. Right. Demons Absolutely. know God is real. They obey His Word. Yeah, yes. they do. We don't. They flee. Yeah. They, <laughs> they do. Flee from him. They, they immediately flee, and they know Him by name. They yes. immediately obey His command. Yeah. A lot of us really struggle with that. Yeah. For uh, and sure. Me especially. Yeah. Uh, I struggle with obeying His commands. The more I read His Word, the more I realize how contrary I am from what He designed me to be. Mm. But that's why it's so important to engulf ourselves in his word uh because the the society that we have now our modern laws are not mm-hmm. what was meant for humanity right it's just what people are going to make advantageous for themselves now yeah exactly anybody in control is going to use their control to take care of the people that they like yeah. over people that they don't like and, and whatever socially acceptable like we cannot depend we really cannot depend on the laws of this world because right. even even if you look back it's like okay well even though that was a law that wasn't exactly moral that and wasn't exactly you know the holocaust yeah the holocaust was legal in some places if you, you know? rape a woman she's your wife now right exactly you like <laughs> not everything yep. that the world throws out is the most moral up to code thing the only only sure and abject truth is the Bible and is God and right. his words that he's spoken. Amen. And I think nowadays, unfortunately, Christians really neglect their Bibles. They really neglect reading them. They really neglect the truth. And they would, they, and just like the Bible says, they trade the truth for a lie and they prefer, they prefer it. And so I think also with obedience, like, God did not just throw us out here alone. He sent the Holy Spirit to Amen. help us, to guide us, mm-hmm. to correct the path. Like, we're not just out here on our own trying to fulfill the Thankfully. works of the law because yes. it's not about that. Jesus paid the price for sin. Right. You're paid, you're covered. He paid the price. However, now that you live it out, he also sent the Holy Spirit, which advocates, which helps you. And we've talked about that on the pod before. Yes. But it can, it has to bear being repeated. Like, we are not in this alone. You don't have to struggle with the pornography. You don't have to struggle with the drinking, with the smoking, with whatever it is you struggle with, with the coveting, with right. jealousy. Like, you don't have to struggle alone. The Holy Spirit is in you and with you, navigating and helping you overcome these things, helping you in your day-to-day, helping you raise your kids. Like, the Holy Spirit is the great helper. And I think that that's also where faith and obedience comes in. Do you have the ears to hear the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you have the ears to, and we kind of talked about that last week with discernment, like, are you listening? Are you listening to the help? The more desensitized you get to sin, the smaller that voice is, the smaller that voice of conviction is. Yes, I'm unworthy. Yes, I'm full of sin. Yes, that Jesus had to come and die for me. I accept that. I understand that. Yes, I have that in my heart. However, I also need to have in my heart that I need the Holy Spirit's influence in my life so that I can obey. Like, 
help me, Jesus. That should be a prayer every day for people. Help Amen. me obey your word. Help me to constantly stay in the truth, in your word, in your Bible. Help me to be surrounded by people who speak truth into my life and who speak truth into my situation and who understand better than I do that God knows best. Um, it, it's just better his way. It, it truly is. Nothing really compares to it. Yep. Amen. I think faith and law is so important to have together because we even see it with the Israelites when they're in the wilderness and they're like craving that those rules. <laughs> right. And you would think, why? Why do you need like why? <laughs> but even when Moses was just up in the mountain, they still could not wait for him. Yeah. Right. And they built a golden calf. Right. Because we are that's in our nature. Yeah. God is not a God of chaos. And he has order. So, therefore, we have it in our nature to, yes, sin, but still have some sort of rules we go by, whether we make them up ourselves, whatever right. society says, or what the Bible says. And so, the fact that this group of people were still like, he's not coming down, so we got to do something. <laughs> what are we going to do, guys? We got to build a camp. We need a system. And we got to worship. Yeah. And we, yeah, a system. You need and a so, God. There, there has yes. to be a God in your life. And if that God is not the most high God, yep, it's not. which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> which one are you serving? <laughs> exactly. And so when Moses came down, he's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I told you where I, I was and experience. what I was doing. Yep, and it was so gone. It, it was just gone. tells me that, like, we need it. And yeah. if we're not getting it from Christ, if we don't have a, a people that we can go to to get godly wisdom, we're going to get it somewhere. That's good. You know? And that's just, like, why is the world the way it is? Because they're not doing what God wants. So they're making their own rules. They're doing their own thing. And so we really have to work even harder to focus on what the Word has said. Because if we're not filling our hearts with it, it, it could be very easy to be like, oh, no, this is okay. This mm -hmm. is fine. Right. Yep. When it's not, because God is holy. Yes, right. he is set apart. And I also like what the Bible says in verse 27. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. For we mm -hmm. maintain that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. It's, it's so good, y'all. Like... Yes. You, you can't be saved by works alone. You can't be saved by the law alone. It's truly only through faith in Jesus. It makes sense if you think about it, you know. It really uh, does. Because there's nothing that we can do on our own that mm -hmm. would save us. It has to be Jesus' action to mm -hmm. save us. A fish can't catch itself. Yeah. In the same way, we can't pull ourselves out of sin. Yeah. It has to be Jesus who is sinless to pull us out of that sin. Yes. So, so if good. we think that there's anything that we can do, but, you know, I, I donate to charity. I come to church every Sunday. I watched all three seasons of The Chosen. And no, no, nothing you do can save you. Only Jesus Christ and his, his perfect work on the cross can save you. Yes. And it's that simple. So and, good. And That's that. why people, like when they say, well, then why do I need to continue? Why do I need to obey something? Thank you, Lord. Because yeah. you're, you're good. And yeah. if it weren't for you, I would still be dead. How I, how I was when you found me. Right. It's, it's really just out of sheer appreciation. And that's why the apostles are able to act in joy. People think, well, how can they be so joyful if they're following all these rules? Because yeah. they know the rules are good for them and the like, rules are life. Yes, the verse that we read today in Romans says they feared the Lord. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and so there's a reverence. There is. It's a reverence. It's a respect. It's a love. Like... I, I remember explaining to somebody who had been struggling with sin. Um, they, they had been struggling with, uh, I, I think, the sin of just bisexuality. And she was saying, like, well, how do you 
how do you stop? Like, how, how do you stop? How do you keep obeying? It's like, the more you obey, the more you choose Jesus, yes. the easier it gets. Like, there are certain things Amen. the enemy does not tempt me with anymore. There are certain right. things that do not bother me, do not phase me anymore, because simply I've said yes to Jesus so many times and no to the other things so many times that it's no longer even a competition. It's yeah. not something I wrestle with anymore because I've said yes and committed to Jesus and obeyed his word, obeyed his law, made sure it was written on my heart, made sure it was, you know, written where I could see it and obeyed the word. Yes. And it just continuously like, but I would say most Christians don't want to put in the work. Submission. Submission. We, we have pride and we like doing things our way, but you're, you're right on the money. It's just like James said, if you submit yourself to God and resist the devil, the devil will flee you. So, Ooh, so good. It, yes. It, any, anything habitual, you know, when you get home and you do the same thing every day, well, you're, it's going to be easy to continue doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But breaking out of something is uncomfortable. Yeah. But I've, I've never grown in my comfort. Every day I've gone yeah. home to make myself comfortable, nothing changed yep, in my nothing. life. So good. Every time I've been rocked, every time I've been discomforted by the world, I had to grow up. Yes. So good. I would say, yeah, it, it, it gets easier. Yes. But you got to do it every day. Yes. Thanks That's to the, the hard help of God. <laughs> That's the hard part, but Read you got to do Bible it every day. With what? <laughs> zero excuses. Yes, zero excuses. I have to put a reminder on my day. phone too. Same. Zero excuses. <laughs> yes, and even though like some people might be like, "That's stupid." No, that's what helps me because yeah. I know that about myself. If I don't see it. I'm life, baby, you know. Yes, yeah. all the things. I'm like, did I even read my Bible today? Right. So I had to put a, a reminder. So. It is a commitment. It really is a commitment. Yeah, I, I got it on my phone as well. Yep. Yeah. See? Because I'm just forgetful, and I, I care about the Lord. I think he's worth the reverence. Yes. I think uh, he wants to be known by us. That's all he asks of us is to know about him. And the more we know about him, the better we will be as people, and the better the lives so of the people around us will be. And so I think that's not a lot to ask. Mm-hmm. I love it. But all right. Um, we, we have officially reached our end. That was so good. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, I hope I hope you guys got something out of that because that, that was a good word right there. And all righty. We're going to go ahead and close out. We'll see you guys next week. Thank um, you for having me. And it's going to be amazing. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us. We are so excited to have you with us. <laughs> um, I hope I bless you all with a great week. And we will catch you guys later.